Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Yeah, hello and welcome to Mojo Sports, the NRL show, season two, episode 18. My name is Dan Frost, and as always, I'm supported by the best panel in the business. And tonight, it's just me and Shalice there. Uh, again, as, as we mentioned in our last episode, there's uh, there's a lot of uh, illness, there's a lot of flu, there's a lot of COVID around at the moment. So we've got a few troops down, uh, but they'll be back on board next week. Um, Shalice, let's dive into, well, before we dive into all things round five, let's look back on last weekend in round four. Again, plenty of um, incredible games of rugby league. Um, who was your most impressive uh, performer from round four? I'm going to have to go with the grand final rematch. The Panthers just wiped <laughs> them out of the park. Yeah, it was such a good game to watch. Um, at, um, in the first half, I just I couldn't tell where it was going to go, but yeah, they they pulled it out of the bag. Yeah, yeah. There's there's always like this, you know. The Penrith Panthers don't quite have that Melbourne Storm, you know, label where everyone just you know expects them to dominate every single game. And I, I don't know what what that is, but you know, obviously they've had a few injuries. Um, but yeah, with Nathan Cleary coming back, um, yeah, he was so impressive in his return and. You know, he just he just makes everything look so incredibly easy. And again, coming back in your first game, you're a little bit underdone, and you're coming up against South Sydney Rabbitohs team that absolutely belted the Roosters the week before. Um, yeah, yeah, again, very envious of you as a Penrith Panthers supporter. There, uh, look for me. Um, I thought it was the Parramatta Eels. Um, they were absolute dynamite in that second half. It was kind of weird, right? Like, you, you go into halftime as the Dragons and, um, you know, you're only a, a trial two behind. It, it's, it's pretty tight. And then the Parramatta Reels just explode. And I guess this is the only thing with, with Parramatta is they often tease their fans. You know, what would it be like to be a Parramatta Reels supporter where each and every year your, te- your team lands in the top four but still finds a way to just not take that next step? And I think what's exciting about the Eels this year is that they've just they, they, they've I guess shown their hand they've shown their ability to kind of flip a switch and be able to put on points and put them on quickly. Um, obviously, Dylan Brown, you know, we, we've been saying for a very long time he's one of those players where you feel like he's been in the competition for ten years. He's still in his early twenties. He's still effectively a kid, yeah, and you wouldn't know that by his frame. So um, he's starting to really find his potential. So Parramatta Reels, a little bit of a smoky there as they uh, put the cleaners through the St George Illawarra Dragons. All right, well, let's jump into our first segment for tonight, the breakdown. It's do or die. One game. Got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Um, not everything went to, went to plan at all. Uh, and they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Shalise, let's jump into the first feature game for tonight, and it is the mighty Newcastle Knights, as I say on most episodes, the, the greatest uh, and, you know, sporting franchise in the entire world. Newcastle Knights take on the manly Warringah Seagulls. Not going to lie, Shalise, this is a little bit of a challenging one. Now, we don't wish injuries on anyone, uh, but obviously hearing the news that Tom Travojevic is going to be out for a month with that knee injury. Um, Shalise, just tell us a little bit about... That I mean, it's difficult, isn't it? This is a, this is a team sport, uh, the, you know, the game that we love. But off the back of what he did last year, it, they're just a different football team without Tom. 
Yeah, I know it is a team sport and you can't just, you can't play a game of footy with just one person, but you do have those key players and and it also changes how opposition, like, prepares for the game. Like, if you know you've got all your top players on, they're going to go into the game feeling, you know, nervous or uncertain, but knowing that um, Eagles have their key player out, they're probably going to go in having a bit more confidence and, yeah, it definitely, it does impact having Tom out, yeah. Yeah, exactly right. You can't sort of put into words or it, it's not tangible, but that moment in the locker room before running out and you, you look across and you see Tom Travojevic, you know you're good, you know what I mean? And Manly are on the road out there in Newcastle and, you know, something that the Knights are slowly starting to reintroduce is it being a little bit tricky to, to, to I guess, you know, uh, stroll into town, stroll into Newcastle and get the win. They're making life a little bit difficult for opposition these days, which is great to see. But um, I, I guess one of the things that will be interesting, though, is we get to see probably Cooler, um, you know, he'll probably slip back into that fullback role. It'll be interesting to see what uh, Des does. I think he plays he plays a few games in terms of his teams. So we won't know until kickoff. But, again, I know... What's really impressive about some of these top teams are these juniors who, you know, they, they, they would just be day day in, day out starters in other teams. He just looks incredible, an absolutely dynamic player. Um, Chilis, one of the things I wanted to quickly touch on there is this is really impressive to see a young guy like Kula come through and perform really well because, you know, I, I guess we're sick of talking about it, but we have gone through a COVID period where there's been no football there's been hardly any reserve-grade football played at all. So I guess a lot of these younger players who are trying to push up and, and force their way into an NRL team, they just haven't played much football over the last couple of years. Yeah, um, they've missed out on a lot of those opportunities to get that experience. But even with that time off, these juniors coming through in all the teams, they've obviously taken the, that time through COVID, kept that work ethic up, and it's it's paying off for them all. I think they're all really impressive. So Yeah, and you look at their forward pack, uh, you know, I, I think that's what's most interesting. I thought Josh Alloway, who obviously returned to Manly, I think he's been an important um, addition, obviously, with that suspension. He's had a bit of a, um, you know, a bit of a, not not a slow start, but he's obviously just, just came back into the team and he's definitely been able to get this team moving forward. And, um, you know, sometimes that's all it takes is just one or two players. You know, Lachlan Croker is another player that I'd like to call out you know, obviously with the final situation, you know, who knows where that's going to lead to. But effectively, the Rugby League world have been trying to replace Lachlan Croker at nine for two years now. And he just continues to go out there week in, week out. He was a part, he was a previous halfback, but, you know, you've just got to credit a guy who continues to go about his business. And, um, you know, he played really, really well uh, last year. So, again, nine's a really, really important position. Lachlan Croker filling in there and, and doing a really good job. Uh, and the other player of note is Kieran Foran. Again, you know, Kieran, it, it, it's remarkable because he really is one of the, the all-time great guys in, in the competition, along with Jake Travojevic. Kieran obviously has been through a lot of injuries. We thought his career was, I guess, over, um, you know, especially at the Bulldogs with all those injuries. But, you know, the fact that he's playing, he's playing at a high level, continues to take some pressure off daily Cherry Evans. Uh, very, very impressive. And, Everyone is very, very happy, um, you know, for them. And last thing with with the Manly Ringer Seagulls, you know, you're doing well when you've got high quality players coming in off the bench and having uh, having Paseca, you know, he, he's one of the you know a very underrated forwards. So again, you got a player of that quality on your bench, you know, you're doing something right. 
All right, that's enough about Manly, Shalise. Let's jump over to my mighty Newcastle Knights. Now, again, I say this every every episode, so I'm going to give you an opportunity to probably talk more about this. But the Newcastle Knights, we uh, we desperately need some wins because we need to convince a certain fullback that he really should stay with the Newcastle Knights. Talk to me about your opinion. If you were Caelan Ponga, would you you know would you run to Redcliffe next year? Would you stay with the Newcastle Knights? What would you do if you were Caelan Ponga? Um, I know we talked about this on one of the last episodes. I think it was about South and one of the players, you know, being so loyal to his club and sticking through it through the shit times. And now looking where you're at, I would love to see him stick through this this um, this bad run. But um, yeah, I think he, as you said before, he does draw a lot of good players into Newcastle and that's good for you. Um, and he does have a big name and it does, he does draw supporters and yeah. So it'd be really good to see him stick it out. And I guess, yeah, getting some more wings wins on their side will definitely weigh into that, that decision to stay there. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I mean, look, you know, it's not to say we've given up on green finals and finals and all of that, but we know come round 12, he's got to make his decision. So this is our grand final. The start of the season for the Newcastle Knights is so important. We need to win games because if we just keep losing games, that just adds to the narrative. And, Shalice, you know, we're up against one of the best negotiators in the game in Wayne Bennett. You know, he's an all-time great. So you can imagine some of the things that he's saying to KP. So, again, I say it each and every week, Kalen Ponga, I know you're an avid listener here at Mojo Sports. Please, mate, stick it out with us. But, uh, no, let's talk about the Newcastle Knights. Kalen Ponga, he'll be fired up to have a big one. He copped a lot of criticism. Um, you know, was a little bit quiet in his return against the Cronulla Sharks. Um, but, you know, some of the positives, I feel like, you know, investing in young players is starting to pay off for the Newcastle Knights. You look at a winger like, you know, Dominic Young, you know, again, he's still a little bit up and down. You know, he's still a baby, obviously, coming in from the UK, but... Again, you look at his athleticism and you think about where he's going to be in two, three years' time, a really exciting player. And, you know, last year it was every single week we were talking about Bradman Best, you know. Jalisa, and you know, you play in the outside backs. We had one strike weapon. It was get the ball to Bradman Best. And as a fan, if we didn't get the ball to Bradman Best, bad things would happen. It is great to see Dane, Dane Gagai come to the club because now – we can attack on both sides of the football field. You're an outside back. Talk to us a little bit about having attacking options on both sides because it is so easy for the defense to just bash Bradman best. They're finding it a little bit more challenging this year with Dane Gagai coming to the team. Yeah, 100%. If you're just utilizing your one side, the defense is going to know that they're going to pick up on it and it's going to be shut down. Um, having that option both sides of the field, it leaves the defense uncertain. You could swing it left, swing it right, you, it's uncertain and it definitely changes the whole dynamic of the team's um, attacking well, side, yeah. You know, he was on the verge of, you know, potentially breaking in origin campish, you know, not quite. And then everyone's like, you know, what happened to Bradman Best? You know, what, 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 what's the deal? And it's like, yeah, exactly right. He had the defense screaming up in his face, knowing that he was going to get the football. And then the injuries, you know, you know, why is Bradman sort of getting a lot of these ticky-tack injuries? It's because he was targeted in defense. So, again, I just feel like the Knights are a little bit more well-balanced. Um, you know, again, the Knights, they, they lose the games they should win. They win the games they should lose. And I think they'll be a little bit embarrassed by last week's performance. I think they were out-muscled a little bit, lacked a little bit of composure. And this is a team that, you know, really, you know, they got a little bit ahead of themselves in terms of their attack. You know, obviously Andrew Johns came in to kind of fix up the half situation there. Clifford, Adam Clune, they've been playing well above their level. Um, you know, getting, you know, 
losing 18 points to nil, it's the nil that hurts. So, again, I, I, you know, Joey, he, he would be pretty fired up this week, and I know the Knights at home will be looking to do something pretty special. All right, we can't sit on the fence, at least. I, I think I know where you're going with this. Um, but anyway, let, give it to me. I can handle it. Manly coming up against the Newcastle Knights. Where are you going with this one? Well, I'm actually going to go with Knights. Great I think Great home, home game, um, yeah, they they really want to pull it out for this one. Yeah, I'm right. going to go with all right, well, look, I'll pay you after the episode. I love that. Not very often do people agree with me that the night's going to win a game, but I think this one's winnable. Obviously, with Tom Trevojevic out, I think that's a positive for the Newcastle Knights. Need to be a little bit careful with his replacement, though. I still think that that could be a dynamic player there if they go with Kula. So, um, but, yeah, Knights to win there at home. All right, let's move through to our next second feature game. It is the Brisbane Broncos coming up against the Sydney Roosters. Um, again, another really interesting clash. Shall we say... It's in, the Brisbane Broncos. Again, you talk about how frustrating it would be to be um, fans at the moment. You know, this is a team that I grew up watching that just did not lose games. I, I mean, you know, they would lose a handful. They were the Melbourne Storm of, uh, I guess, my childhood, you know, growing up. And then, obviously, it's been very, very challenging times. Um, Shalisha, you go out, you sign Adam Reynolds, which was an incredible signing did we get a little bit ahead of ourselves? Because they come out, obviously they perform well, win a couple of games, but obviously it's been it's been a difficult couple of weeks. What's your thoughts on where the Broncos are at at the moment? Is there too much pressure on Adam Reynolds at the moment? Yeah, I would say um, signing a big player like that and just expecting it, or not expecting, but, you know, creating that pressure for him to perform and create those wins for Broncos, it does it does change how they're going to play. Um, having that pressure on them, yeah, it it would affect their game. Yeah, it, it, it's a lot, isn't it? You know, you've got your entire franchise on your shoulders and you've got to go up there and uh, and turn things around. Some things that I'm not sort of liking when it comes to the Brisbane Broncos, still a little bit iffy um, when it comes to the fullback in Tessie New. Great player, good centre. I think a high-quality centre is fullback his best position. Shalise, we're going to talk about his competitor tonight in James Tedesco. You know, there's just a huge difference between those two. And, Tessie, you know, there was a few times there where I still feel like he's struggling to pick up the playmaking side of the game. And, you know, you just think about, you know, what are ways in which we can take pressure off our halves? And there's quite a few ways in which you can do it. If you've got a playmaking fullback, I think it does um, take a fair bit of pressure. Tessie's still finding his way. So... Is Tessie the long-term fullback there at the club? I'm not too sure. Um, you know, you've got dynamic centres in Katoni Staggs and Herbie Farnworth. Katoni, he's underdone. Obviously, he just needs minutes. He just needs um, game time. I really feel like one of these weeks we're going to see the best out of him as he slowly tries to build his way in. You know, the other player, Selwyn Cobbo, actually... There's always that one player, and you can even think about your own team, you know, playing and sort of growing up. There's always that one player in your team where if things are not going your way, you know that they're an X factor. You know that they can make something out of nothing. Selwyn's that player. Again, he is so young. You're getting some great production out of the wing, but I I don't know. Like, would you take the risk and and put him to fullback this early on in the season? Because for me, Selwyn Cobbo, he's the long-term fullback for the Brisbane Broncos. I just, I get what they're doing. They're trying to protect him a little bit on the wing. There's still a lot of improvement in his game, but... Yeah, wow, the, you know, the Broncos, they need to start winning games. What's your thoughts on thoughts on Selwyn Cobbo? Do you keep him on the wing or would you move him to fullback? Well, if Tessie isn't picking up his game in that attacking side of that fullback position, I think why not have Selwyn go into that position and 
take a risk. You never know if you don't take a risk. Um, he could be so explosive. Like you said, if your team's down or making a mistake and he's got that fire in him, and he, if he, yeah, if he knows how to attack in that position and get some experience, it could be really powerful for them. Yeah, I, I just think it, you know, it's difficult, isn't it? Because you know you want to look after them, you know you want to sort of ease them into first grade. You know he's played a, he's played a little bit of football now, but you know at the end of the day, this this guy's going to be your long term future. You know maybe you start to build those reps now because are the Broncos going to win a premiership this year? Probably not. But you know it, at the end of the year, if you've kind of you know built him up and gave him that experience and given give him the ability to kind of learn. Look, it takes a different motor. I don't know. I don't know whether he's quite got that fitness there, but you know, hopefully that's um, that's something the Broncos could look at later on in the year. All right, Jaleesa, let's flip it over to their uh, competitors tonight, the Sydney Roosters, and is I guess this is kind of the team that we were expecting. You know, I, I you know a lot of people in the preseason predicted that the Sydney Roosters would be the premiership favourites. Um, you know, everyone was so proud of the way in which they battled last year, where every one of their players seemed to get injured. We had four all-time legends retire. I mean, I've never seen a club go through so much adversity, yet, you know, reach the semi-finals, and it, it, it was pretty. It was pretty incredible. So sprinkle in the return of those uh, those high quality players from injury, and you think the Roosters are going to hit the ground running? Um, Shalice, it has been a bit of a clunky start, but it was an impressive performance last week from the Cowboys. Um, I really want to give some credit here to James Tedesco. He's our, you know, captain at state level, you know, uh, you know, incredible performances at that representative level. Again, you hate to say that James Tedesco is underrated, but, you know, the Roosters, they've really, really needed him over the past couple of seasons, and he's already starting to deliver at the start of this year. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, I think the first few games this year, Roosters are not, were not themselves, but um, having Tedesco come out on the field and play with them, it's... It's definitely a vital part of their game. Yeah, he just—I guess he just creates so much quality, isn't it? And, and you would feel so bad letting him down, or you know, messing up a play because you know that Teddy's a bit of a perfectionist, and he does exactly that. He's—he's he's almost got a, a complete game, and uh, yeah, definitely, definitely leads there. Um, Shalise, let's talk quickly a little bit about Sam Walker. There's questions as to whether he's going to last throughout the entire season. You know, a little bit of a smaller player, but. Again, I, I don't know. I, I just feel like, you know, obviously during the start of the game as a smaller player, he may struggle a little bit. But, you know, what if you were the coach, what's your thoughts with Sam Walker? Would you be resting him for certain games throughout the year? Or would you be looking to, similar to, to Selwyn with the Broncos, would you be just trying to build more experience into him? What would you do um, if you were in control of Sam Walker? Because I guess he's the future of the franchise there. Yeah, he, he was the future, um, I think. I think he just needs that experience. I think don't take him off and rest him. It's not going to help. Well, I don't think it would. I think, yeah, getting that experience behind him, learning from his mistakes and, yeah, it, I think that's what the way they need to go. Yeah, you know, obviously they put in a really strong performance last week against the Cowboys, but, you know, there was pressure there. There was, there was talk about, you know, do we do we rest him? But, um, no, I, I think if he can just play as much football as he can this this year and, and stay injury-free, I think that will be incredible for the Sydney Roosters. Again, Luke Keary doing Luke Keary things. He's a little bit of the forgotten man, and, and I really feel like he's going to come at this season with a lot of aggression. Shalisi, he's lost... 
a fair bit of momentum. You know, Nathan Cleary, Jerome Luai, they've really established themselves there for New South Wales. Um, so anyway, stay tuned for Luke Cleary. I really think he's in for a special season. Um, gamble responsibly, but, you know, Daily M consideration, I think he's a good chance if they continue to win games. And what else do we need to say about um, Joseph Manu? Again, you know, some of these positions can be a little bit undervalued, but having that strike centre, so important, um, and great to see the battles that he's had over the past couple of weeks. Um, all right, well, yeah, again, no sitting on the fence. Pretty easy one for me. I'm going to go the Sydney Roosters here. Too much drama up there with the Brisbane Broncos. Too inconsistent. And, um, yeah, Sydney Roosters for me. What about yourself? Yeah, I'm not a Queensland supporter. I'm going with <laughs> Roosters, yeah. Yeah, so we've got a clean sweep there. But, uh, you know, I, I guess we have seen some um, some up and down results uh, to start the year. So it'll be really interest- interesting to see uh, what the Brisbane Broncos dish up this week. All right, let's jump into our final segment this week, our rapid fire, as we talk through all the remaining games. And we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Sincere apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, my boss is singing closing time. Maybe that's what you're doing. All right, let's power through the remaining games for round five, and there are some really impressive ones. On Friday night, we see the New Zealand Warriors coming up against the North Queensland Cowboys there at Redcliffe. Really interesting to see the stadium there, plenty of games being played. It makes you think about what the Dolphins are going to offer uh, next year. That's, that's going to come around really, really quickly. But New Zealand Warriors coming up against the Cowboys. You know, the Cowboys started the season really, really impressive. A little bit of a speed bump last week against the Sydney Roosters. Um, look, this is a difficult one. You know, with the, with the Warriors, it's one of those situations where they have so much talent, and we talk about that week in, week out. But, you know, one of the things that Nathan Brown spoke about recently is he's fed up with being considered to be the developmental coach, the developmental club, the team that has all of these youngsters, and, and how nice is it that they're, they're, they're sort of competing for a finals position. I think he's done with that. He's over that. And when you look at their list... Some of these players are really starting to, to sort of build up some games. So I think Nathan Brown has really started to lay down the law because, you know, if, if things did go sideways for the Warriors, I think his job would be um, yeah, under pressure. Um, really impressive a return from Sean Johnson. I thought he's been really, really impressive. Just his ability to slow things down and be patient and really get the Warriors in, in those long cycles and really try and, I guess, push the opposition into mistakes. It's a, it's a level of maturity that... Um, I think is pretty impressive, and you know that's been the Warriors' football. They, 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 you know, in the modern era, in the modern, I guess, the last year or so, they've been completing at a really high rate and trying to frustrate their opposition into making mistakes. So, um, yeah, very different New Zealand Warriors team. So for me, look, I've got to go the Warriors. Cowboys a little bit up and down. Plenty of strike power there. Some players playing really good football, but Warriors for me. All right, well, let's move forward now to the next game. Uh, Bathurst, as we see the uh, the Canberra Raiders coming up against the Melbourne Storm on Saturday. Sorry, Wagga Wagga, McDonald's Park. Wow, what about the Canberra Raiders? I cannot believe that only a few seasons ago this team was in the grand final. It's hard to believe. And, you know, they've got to be a little bit careful. You talk about Kalen Ponga staying with the Newcastle Knights. I think Jack Whiten's in a similar situation at the Canberra Raiders. There's going to come a point where... You know, if things don't turn around there, um, you know, looking at other options, other teams would certainly be interesting. Could you imagine Jack White at some of these top-level clubs? You know, what could he produce? Because, um, yeah, I think he's playing great football. The Melbourne Storm, um, yeah, very, very disappointing in that loss against the Parramatta Reels. Um, We expected them to come out and absolutely dominate the Bulldogs, and they did that, and they did that and more. 
Um, anytime you see a football team with Harry Grant and Brandon Smith in the same football team, it's almost not fair. They're playing fantasy football whilst everyone else is playing in amongst a salary cap. You know, it is going to squeeze them a little bit. As we've seen, a lot of their players are leaving next year. So the Melbourne Storm really need to take advantage of this season. So I see them winning this game comfortably. All right, let's move through now to the South Sydney Rabbitohs coming up against the St. George Illawarra Dragons. What's doing with the Dragons? Really interesting decision to kind of move away from Tyrell Sloan and Junior Ramone. You know, these two young players at the fullback and 5'8 role, they're your future and again, you're a little bit gun shy. A couple of you know, a couple of results don't go your way, and you bring in that experience with Moses Embi and Jack Bird. Um, Jack Bird's playing well, but look for me, I, I think it's a stick and pick situation with some of these juniors. You know, um, you, you can dent their confidence if you're bringing in young players and then just dropping them. So, look, you know, were they ever going to? You know, defeat a red hot Parramatta Reels team, maybe not, but yeah, I, I thought the decision to, to to drop those two was a little bit perplexing. Um, I'd like to see him back in there, and um, you know, again, given given an opportunity in difficult games, you know, the Dragons are going to get the benefit from these early years over the coming years. So um, yeah, it's going to be very interesting for them. But again, how can you go against South Sydney Rabbitohs? Latrell Mitchell, incredible player at the at the moment, as he always is, and Cody Walker doing some special things. Special mention to Jai Arrow and uh, Cam Murray. They're almost in career best form, which is also um, yeah, really really important there for South Sydney. All right, continuing through now, uh, back up to the Gold Coast as we see the Gold Coast Titans come up against the Parramatta Reels. Again, you talk about what's doing. What was doing with the Gold Coast Titans? I mean, obviously they needed to spend a bit of time to focus on their defense. I think they, they achieved that against West Tigers, but where did their attack go? I mean, it's pretty uh, alarming when you can't put two passes together. So, um, yeah, look, concerning, to, concerning there for the Gold Coast Titans, was it a one-week thing? Let's hope so for their sake because, uh, you know, that was pretty ugly. I think they would have uh, watched that tape quite a few times and, um, yeah, I think they'll be committed to bounce back and they're going to need to. They're coming up against a red-hot Parramatta Reels team. This is a team that I've been on for a couple of seasons. Might have jumped on them a little bit early, but they're certainly in a position now where you've got a more mature Mitchell Moses. You've got a Dylan Brown that's starting to find his confidence. Clint Gutherson, you know, again, he's not considered the absolute elite fullback, but he's doing special things at the moment. And again, the importance of Reed Marnie, getting the best out of him before he moves to Canterbury. Parramatta Reels win that game and win that game well. All right, uh, last couple of games, we moved to uh, Points Bet Stadium uh, as we see the Cronulla Sharks coming up against the West Tigers. Uh, again, gamble responsibly, but if you have a look at these odds, the, Canberra, uh, the Cronulla Sharks have already won this game against the West Tigers. The Tigers, they're in a lot of trouble. You know, the only thing I would say in defense of Madge is... It is very difficult to judge a team that is struggling when your best players are on the sideline. No Jackson Hastings, no um, Stefano at the moment. I think that makes it really, really difficult. So, look, the West Tigers, they're not in good shape. But, um, again, very, very difficult when you don't have Jackson Hastings out there. Um, Cronulla Sharks, well, they're the surprise packet of the competition. And they're looking to, I guess, show that, you know, they're... They're in this competition to win. Um, a lot of love has been given to new head coach Craig Fitzgibbon, and quite rightly so. Um, everyone expected them to come out and adjust their defense, but Cronulla, they have really struggled to score points over the last couple of years. When they get into good ball, they really struggle. William Kennedy's been doing the best he, he can over the last couple of years, but here comes, and here he arrives, Nico Hines, with those, um, you know, with those amazing locks from the Central Coast, 
fresh off an incredible stint with the Melbourne Storm. He comes in um, and, he, and he rides into town, into the Shire, and he is, uh, well, he's incredible. And he's one of the daily and favourites at the moment. So, look, really, really impressed with, obviously, the defence and that physicality that Craig Fitzgibbon's been able to install at Cronulla. Uh, but it's the attack that's been most impressive. Look, the West Tigers, they're going to have to get bodies in front. And, um, look, you know, just simple things that I saw against the Titans, they weren't rushing up in defense. They were almost waiting for the attack to come to them, and they were sort of, you know, catching, cuddling. It was, look, it wasn't NRL standard. I think they'll they'll look to address that. There's a lot of embarrassed players in that team at the moment. Um, I think it's going to be closer than what people think, but Cronulla win that game. All right, and to finish it off, we see the best team in the competition coming up against arguably the worst as we see the Penrith Panthers coming up against Canterbury Bulldogs. Could it be? You know, could you imagine the Canterbury Bulldogs coming up with the upset here? No, I don't think that's likely. Um, the Penrith Panthers, we've spoken a lot about them. Um, you know, they continue to roll. You know, they may lose one or two players, but they have these incredible juniors that um, just, you know, slip in. You know, they've got some really um, well-established standards there at the club, and, um, you know, they're putting the sword to everyone at the moment. When it comes to the Canterbury Bulldogs, it's simple. They need to sort out their halves. Very interesting situation to see what happens with Kyle Flanagan does he see out the year with the with the Canterbury Bulldogs? It's going to be really interesting to see. You know, it, it, it's interesting why they're not going to him at the moment. I mean, you think about, you know, trying to take some pressure off Matt Burton. You know, Kyle Flanagan, he's a game manager. You know, I, I, I just feel sorry for Kyle because I'd love to see him get the opportunity to play with Matt Burton for the rest of the season. I think they could do worse, to be honest. So for me, Cole Flanagan back into the Canterbury Bulldogs team, that, that's what I'd be doing. But uh, I think it's going to be a little bit too difficult for uh, the boys from Belmore. All right, and that's all the time we have, Shalise. Another great episode. Thank you for talking all things rugby league. Great to have you part of uh, Mojo Sports. And to our listeners, thank you for supporting the network, supporting the NRL show. Continue to download the podcast, share with family and friends. And until next time, we'll catch you then. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.